Hello and welcome to the season one finale of Head to Table. It's the podcast where two friends get together and design a brand new short form tabletop RPG and then we playtest it out as well before your very ears. I am Tom Rawson. And I am Tom Snowden. How are you today, Tom? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, the anticipation of this being the end is, uh, is a bit, is, well of season one is a little strong in me it is isn't it i was looking back i've been looking back at our glorious long list of episodes and i feel proud of us tom we've made a delectable selection of uh at least interesting games um whether they're necessarily good or workable is obviously down to i reckon taste. you know i mean what we've we got 34 episodes i reckon at least <sighs> two of those are workable oh, games definitely yeah there's i think at least two we could sell yeah and, and probably one of those is just an add-on to D. <laughs> do you have a favorite game we've done tom like what do you think of our, of our 33 games that we've made has been your favorite great question there i mean there are a few kind of like there are a few i mean there's, there's classic ones there's there's sort of the big boys the uh the d8 knights the uh mm. dice dance revolution um Gary Rotter. That Gary Rotter was um, very fun and novel, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, like, I think actually one of my favourite ones, which I think maybe we might not give enough love, is uh, is Fairweather Friends. I enjoyed that a lot. Fairweather Friends was very good. It's very. I think it was probably our most original in many ways. If you know what I mean, like all the others, mm. kind of very like a a well trodden theme sometimes fairway the friends i don't think anyone's ever done a friendship golf simulator game before <laughs> it's pretty niche yeah how about you tom i think my person i've i fondly like all the ones that you mentioned already but i think my favorite is probably chronopunk interesting i just i'd really like to get a record maybe an episode at some point of a group of us playing chronopunk i can imagine that's been so fun like one of these i like rpgs that you can all play in a living room sort of sat relaxed in an armchair if you know what i mean as yeah. opposed to a table sometimes i'd love the idea of just sat in a living room a couple of drinks a couple of dice and just madness on ceiling i think i was really proud of chronopunk i gotta say actually i think yeah, that's the, maybe the, the crown jewel some good ideas in there yeah that was interesting indeed well tom to celebrate our episodes that we have made uh my theme my initial idea for our game for this finale is i want to do a amalgamation of all our games i want a game that in some way that we can play this episode that draws on all of the mechanics and designs that we've made so far some bizarre cacophony of mechanics and themes and (laughs) tabletop rpg nonsense that will be entertaining to at least us Okay, I like it. So so we reach the final season one episode and like all good and respected television programmes, we go for the montage. Yes. The montage episode. <laughs> exactly, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no. It's either that or we do like the Friends version where we just say, ha, remember when we did Chronopunk and then we cut to like a five minute section from Chronopunk, which I don't want to do. Okay, so we could record like maybe three to four minutes of original content. <laughs> yes, <then>. exactly. <laughs> so, but the question is then, Tom, how do we make this something that, I mean, no matter what, this is going to be mad and silly, but how do we yeah. make something that actually makes some semblance of sense as opposed to just a, a complete nightmare? Mm, okay, so rather than a stitched together monstrosity of RPGs, um, how do we actually make something that at least has some kind of, you know, ludonarrative sense? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> some kind of bounding rules. Okay, well, it's 30, I mean, there's 33 games, right? How about, and maybe 34 if we, we count Lancer, even though it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. ours. <laughs> um, I mean, basically it's ours. <laughs> it's, it's not ours. They have a very successful Kickstarter and almost they're, certainly a legal claim. <laughs> <laughs> um, their, their game is much better than anything we could produce. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also imagine they spent longer than 20 minutes on it. <laughs> so, mean, who's the, so who's the real fool? 
Um, so maybe, so maybe it could be something along the lines of we can make something like you can make a check or you can use a mechanic from each game once. Will that be enough to get us through like a playtest? Oh, almost certainly. I, I don't think we've ever done more than twenty checks total in any playtest of anything. Okay. Okay. So yeah, maybe maybe it should be that. Maybe the player can just choose to take a mechanic or a uh, you know a move or something. <laughs> From any of one of our games uh, at any point during the madness. I mean, I can't guarantee it's always going to work that well, but... That sounds fun. I also think maybe there's some mechanics that the GM can use as well. So on one one hand, you're being like, oh, I'm going to do my um, lead singer check from band campaign. <laughs> See this works. And I'll be like, okay, well, let me just draw it a card. I, oh, no, the, the monster from Crit Follows is here. <laughs> okay i like it yeah um so how do we decide because there, there, you're right there are player and and gm like mechanics is there, is there a 33 sided dice that <laughs> <laughs> we could use to randomize this somehow um i mean wait no what else is it it's only divisible by 3 and 11, right? I mean, we could just use a random number generator. That, that divide, divide it into 30 thirds. Yes, that could work. It'd be quite good if the GM has, like, random effects and then the player can choose things. Like, the player gets agency and the GM kind of gets, um, you know, like a, a kind of, like, random add-on to, you know, random add-ons from each of our games. Well, how about this? How about it? I think we talked about this on... Was even last episode? Uh, I talked about the Star Wars Force and Destiny, how you know there's like this tug of war between light and dark when the player can introduce something, when the GM can introduce something. I, the idea is, right, having the whole span of heads table games is a pretty powerful ability to just pull out. Like at any point, you could probably just say, oh, I'm now a god from episode 19, new forms of information, <laughs> and I end the planet. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to be a limited god in some specific way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I turned the planet into a snake. Um, maybe it's the, it always takes in turns, like whenever the player can call on an episode and use that mechanic, and then the GM is, and then they can't until the GM also uses a mechanic to equally create trouble for them. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, no, I think I think I like that. So so you move into so basically I I like say I'm the player. I do so you know, you set a scenario, I do some checks in that scenario based upon one game, like mm. a randomized mm. game or whatever. And then you have the ball uh, and switch up to another setting that then interferes with my abilities and I'm I'm within that game world. Oh is yeah, that the idea? I see what you're saying. Like the issue is you want each check to be potentially from a different game. And the idea is, when, when does it swap? Like, when do you decide, yeah, which mechanic you're using? Um, yeah, I suppose you could say it's that, where one of us takes the time to, like, change the setting, certainly. But I kind of prefer the idea of... Uh, the, also, the other issue is also, I'm not sure if I can remember the exact specifics of all 34, mm, three episodes. No, this is going to be an amazing test of our abilities our own for recollection as really, well. Yeah, I, I like the idea more where we can just pull from something at random. So maybe actually, yeah, let's scrap that. I have, I have a, an interestingly kind of vague notebook that I've used to... Uh, I do like as well. Yeah, I've been note some things. <laughs> yeah, throughout all these episodes and flipping back though, it's just sheer nonsense. It's just madness. Yeah, I mean, like, I have, I have moistness five, flavoring <laughs> seven, texture six. Yeah, here I have written sacrifice two times, two d six vengeful smiting. Then it mm. says pants chimp (laughs) (laughs) the most the most intense bits of description i have are notes i've taken on gore in the four bits (laughs) that's funny how about we we need something to ground it we need something let's then remove limiting ourselves to one game at a time and sort of taking turns to switch around i think just any of us as either gm or player (laughs) is allowed to call on an episode whenever we wish to introduce an interesting concept Mm. I 
just wonder if we need some kind of setting to stage it. How I mean, what what about if we just fully randomize this? What about if we if the setting is is barely much grounding at all, except that I, Tom Snowden, uh, as as myself with no stats or abilities, have been trapped in a labyrinth of your creation, each room of which is a random episode to come up with, like a random kind of like has themes from a random episode interesting and i have to get across that threat um with whatever like game i came in with so i maybe each room i maybe choose a game and you secretly choose a setting game and then i have to try and somehow circumvent the game that you've created with the skills that i've taken i like it so let's say you you leave the chamber of episode 28 dying afraid of no ghost Mm. So you leave with the power to create visions for people. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So, so I was I was imagining it more like I randomise them myself as well, my power, or I I oh, choose I one just as just as a guess on what you're going to have. So, for example, I'm I'm in the corridor. I'm about to open the door. Now I don't know it's diet and afraid of no ghost. And inside, what I really need is the power to create visions and convince someone of their <laughs> of their their terrible ways. Got it. But but I've chosen for some reason um the abilities from um detention and i just have a grade card as i go in. <laughs> and so oh, i, I just really have hope to... there's history checks <laughs> yeah exactly so i then have to have to use like a gcse syllabus to guilt trip an old man <laughs> into <laughs> changing his ways that sounds very fun so before you enter each next room you sort of say to me i'm going in with the powers of this episode with the mechanics of this episode and the room will always be themed on a episode of my choosing okay that sounds really fun tom i'm I'm down for that yeah that sounds really entertaining i'd like to give that a go uh like i say it will also be me just struggling to remember what's going on (laughs) and me i think it could be hilarious well (laughs) Tom, I don't think we really need much more development than that. I think we should give most of our time over to just this interesting playtest of bizarre head-to-table topics. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Let's head to table. Okay, then. Tom Snowden, you come to... In an empty uh, stone room, about six by six feet. Nothing in this room at all. All that there is, is a wooden door set into one wall and emblazoned across it in an arch above it is the words, head to table verse. Hmm, interesting. I guess someone must have made a uh, some kind of theme park based upon <laughs> our, our hit podcast. Who knew? Well, ever the egotist, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, oh, I guess I'll start by knocking. <laughs> Hello? You knock and there is no response at all. Uh, you get the feeling the door's quite thick as well, in some sense. But there is a simple brass handle as well. Well, I guess I head in. Very well. You open up the door and as soon as you sort of turn the handle, the door is blasted back as gallons upon gallons of water just spray out of the door instantly sort of filling the room as you're fired back and knocked against the back wall as the room quickly fills with water and you realize on the other side of the door is what just appears to be like a vast ocean oh dear which 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 episodes powers mechanics are you have you come in with well, I did actually, now I should choose something different, but I did actually choose Trick or Treat Disguises. <laughs> no, that's actually the perfect one to have, right? Well, I mean... I mean, it would be I, pretty handy to suddenly have a, a diving suit, basically. Yeah, but I'm going to have to draw the dice randomly and get something that's able to give me you know, diving apparatus. Yeah, you're very aware that you are already struggling for oxygen okay i'm gonna root around and is it three dice you draw to work out what disguises you have yes you pick three dice if i remember okay. rightly okay i've got three dice and i have, you have to a pick at random 
So I have a D12, a D8, and a D10. So that means I can choose... <laughs> so the D8 means I can choose footwear, trousers, or a glove. <laughs> I'm not sure any of those really help me right now. I mean, you at least get some flippers, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go with the D8 as flippers. <laughs> um, the D10 gives me uh, a hat, a haircut, or a coat or jacket. I mean, can a diving mask and re- or can a rebreather be a? Uh, can some kind of breathing apparatus be a hat? I reckon so. Yeah, like it's covering the head, right? Yeah, I reckon I, <laughs> I, I could consider that a hat. <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, to be fair to me, actually the. Uh, the D12 can be a toy weapon, mask, or accent. So I think maybe I'll use the D12 as yeah. the, the breathing mask. That makes sense. And then the D10 is hat, haircut, or coat or jacket. Uh, can my coat be one of those, like, uh, submersible vehicle things? <laughs> Just with like- <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, wait. You mean, like, <laughs> in spy movies where they jump out and it's like a little... Um- engine basically sort of carry them along yeah 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 you're not talking like james cameron style like <laughs> giant <laughs> no 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 i'm not talking yeah uh, down to i mean coat is a not real really pressure, a jacket man. That, <laughs> that is not really a jacket you're right okay i'll just have the best haircut i've ever had in my life i'll just i'll have you know a, a full head of hair no signs of balding um, and, and i don't know just like a, a really really good haircut Fantastic. You look <laughs> dashing in behind your mask and flippers. Uh, what did I think? You gaze out and it looks like this room is just part of like this giant stone pillar in seemingly the middle of the ocean. Uh, you can't really make out the ocean floor and you can you get the feeling you're quite deep down as well. Ooh, this is a high pressure situation. <laughs> You, 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 you bubble that out, as you say, and sort of giggle to yourself. <laughs> yeah. That Almost checks out. <laughs> <laughs> what would you um, like to do? Well, I mean, is there still a door behind me? There is, but it just goes back into the same sort of stone, square stone room that's now full of water. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, I guess I'll try and help. It's the 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 surf. You sort of feel like I'm quite far down, and I don't want to give myself the bends. Um, I guess I'll. You said there was a pillar ahead or something. No, so the stone room is like set into this giant stone pillar. Okay, that just seems so to stretch really up and down this, infinitely. Uh, well, I'm, in that case, I guess I'll try and follow the pillar up and see if I can head towards light. I guess. Okay, sure thing. Sure enough, you, you continue to swim upwards, flipping away up. And as you go, you can start to make out, you know, various schools of fish passing by. Do they, do they look swish? They do. They're delicately, elegantly sort of carving their way through the water. And you are completely ensorcelled by this. So much so that you don't even recognise when suddenly you're caught up in a giant trawling net. Oh, God! <laughs> you suddenly come to your senses, you're like, oh, God, and you're caught up in this net that's dragging you along, along with <laughs> several groups of tuna and a dolphin as well. Oh, God. And you see the dolphin's like, oh, hey, a uh, new face, I see. Uh, y- yeah, um, does this happen regularly? You don't seem as phased by this as I am. Well, I can't say a human's ever understood me, but welcome to the Cerulean Depths. <laughs> Oh, jeez. I'm in my own game. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, these nets are usually the end of the line, so uh, it's nice oh, to I meet like, you before I like we it. die. Good, good pun. Um, how about I um, try and... Is a cool haircut going to help me get out of this situation? Certainly ha- not. <laughs> Can I have knives in my flippers? Uh, I think you're gonna have to re-roll your outfit if you want to do this. Okay. Well, I can roll. Can I roll the? Can I roll the footwear and see? So the D8 for my footwear and see if I have like a knife in it. How about that as a, a mechanic? No. What I'm saying is, I think you need to reach in and take three new dice to like completely <sighs> re-roll your outfit and just hope that you okay. can still get some way to survive. I turn to this dolphin. I'm like, uh, excuse me. I'm just gonna get changed. Sure. Great haircut, <laughs> by the way, pal. Thanks, man. Best it's ever been. 
And as you um, draw three dice out of your magic bag, the, the hair, just, a load of your hair just seems to like fall out again. And like uh, the cut is removed. I was like, oh, 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 oh dear. Um, so I've got two D6s and a uh, D20. So the, the D6s can be a belt, a logo, or a smell. Um, can, can, can one of the smells be oxygen to live? No. Uh, no, the idea is that it's a smell that's on you, right? Yeah, that is, that is true. Um, I mean, I'd allow, like, a belt of knives, certainly. Yes. Well, I'll definitely. I'll start with. Uh, I'll start with a belt with a knife in a sheath on it um, to cut myself out. Mm. But then I still have the problem of not being able to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I have a logo that says "Do resuscitate"? <laughs> 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 That really got me. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then the, 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 the D20 is amazing. The D20 is, is audio, which I am so tempted by, but it's such a terrible idea. Pyrotechnics or animal companion. So I think the animal companion is just going to have to be this... Well, should it be this dolphin? Or should it be... No, it will be this dolphin. This dolphin will now be my animal companion. Um, I'm suddenly he's... drawn to you inexplicably. I'll, I'll die for you, man. <laughs> oh, we got to get you out of here, buddy. I start motioning up as fast as I can. And I cut the the cut the, uh, the net with my, my, my sheathed knife. Okay, you sort of cut away through this net and sort of... As he's starting to uh, feel your lungs tighten, you just grab hold of this dolphin's fin. And he goes, oh, hold on, partner! And he swims through that immense speed and he just banks up, getting higher and higher. And you can see more and more light filtering through as he races up past it. And you're just about to sort of blink out when suddenly you feel the fresh hit of the icy winds on your face as you are brought up and out of the water. <sighs> Oh, th- thanks, buddy. Oh, I that thought was... I lost you there, pal. Whew, great going, but but you would have resuscitated me, right, on account of this logo. Oh, yeah, luckily it's very clear what's meant to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess I look around the, the, the surface here. What, what, what am I seeing? All you see is this large uh, trawler ship just slowly moving across the waters. You see there's a few people sort of looking at this, oh, it's some some kind of guy over there. What's, what's he doing down there? It's me, Aquaman. <laughs> I say riding my animal companion towards them. <laughs> sure, it, it's, it's quite a sight to behold. And uh, as you swim, they, they throw a, a ladder down for you to, to, to climb up. Hey, thanks, dolphin buddy. I'll, uh, I'll see you on the other side. Uh, be careful around plastic, okay? You're my brother, man. I know I've only known you a short while. I don't even know your name, but I know we'll be together again soon. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the game I designed with you in, it, it's pretty, it's pretty fatal. I, I don't want to say too much, but just watch out for plastic, okay? Uh, all right, will do. And he swims <laughs> off and you haul yourself up the ladder and drop yourself down on deck sort of panting as a few of these sailors come with some blankets sort of throw over you and dry you off and some foil blankets as well warm you up and they're like what the hell are you doing out here man i I, there was just a a door a giant wooden door and he said listen it just appealed to my my ego okay and and i I just went in there and that's crazy what was that a dolphin i don't know we've seen dolphins in decades Oh God! What time is it? What what year is it? Time? What's twenty twenty one? Where exactly do you think you are, friend? What what year do you think it is? <laughs> I mean, not that long ago. I, I guess before Brexit. <laughs> before Bre? Oh my God, Steve! He he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about <laughs> the Armour Breden. Oh no. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, you look around, and it's only now that you look up and you notice that all of these sailors have like some very bizarre sort of clothing on that's clearly like scraps. They all look very sort of dirty and long unkempt beards. And you also notice that there's just like large barrels of like dough all around as well. And, and as you look out as well, you can see like as some animals come up, <laughs> as they pull up some of the nets, most of these fish are actually kind of like fish biscuit hybrids. <laughs> horrifying fish biscuits yes exactly (laughs) as might be encountered in like cat food precisely precisely that like cat treats and they're like they're not the tastiest but they're nutritious all right (laughs) okay well i've randomly rolled for my uh for my for my what game i am in uh and i'm actually in new year's reformations so oh wow yeah, we we'll have to work out what uh, what god this means I am. Yeah, New Year's Reformation was our game where you played as a god with certain powers, but they weren't allowed to cause certain things to happen. So I am a god who has given up domination for the uh, for the <laughs> for the year, <laughs> which means I can only be vengeful, merciful, and guiding. Nice. Uh, as you sort of flex and warm yourself up, that you notice the ship is coming back into port. So I think I think I'm like I'm, I think I'm like to the sailors. Like I feel so powerful. I, I think maybe it's because I, I I helped build this world. I think I think to you people, I'm a I'm a god. Uh, okay, buddy. Uh, and you see one of the st- sailors looks around and sort of you know gestures with his hand like this guy's cuckoo. <laughs> Well, I, I need to. Uh, I need to find a way back out of this this terrible place. Tell me, is is Colchester still the uh, the center of uh, of all civilization? Well, of course it is. That's where King Hollywood sits. Right. I best make my way there. I guess what I will do is I'll uh, I will wave my hands over their over their fish and and bless them <laughs> to a bountiful <laughs> to a bountiful. A bountiful uh, harvest, uh, and then be like, um, uh, "I must travel now." Uh, you know, I must. Uh, I must leave this this harbour. W- where are your Where are your vehicles? Oh uh, well, we we've got a couple of buggies uh, over there near near the sheds. And he sort of gestures where there's uh, like a, a small garage that's been set up. Hopefully, this bounty of fish food will cover it. Uh, well, that's very kind of you. How did you do that? <laughs> Tis I, one of the Toms. Well, that doesn't really answer <laughs> my question, but uh, we got a lot of fish to process here, but uh, safe travels, the roads are very dangerous, okay? Absolutely, yeah. Watch out for uh, red violence cakes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll take off in this buggy. Okay. Um, and uh, start heading towards... Um, start heading uh yeah towards colchester <laughs> giving myself the the blessing of speed and <laughs> and ordaining myself with a sign that's basically just a gps <laughs> floating in front of me towards colchester okay you're driving along these dusty roads and it's not long till you're out from the port that you realize just how much of a wasteland that great britain has become uh <laughs> there's just no people for miles away often you have to sort of weave your way through broken down cars of people trying to flee from these horrible baked creatures at some point in the past um but you're rapidly with with godly speed and haste making your way through (laughs) and uh you reckon you're only uh about a half hour out from colchester when suddenly you see like a large swell of dust on the horizon like approaching you (sighs) what's that some kind of Hmm, dusting sugar tornado thing. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll maybe veer off. Uh, try and try and like, like see if I can get around it. See if it's like if it's uh, if it's just heading this direction, and if I move to a different direction, whether it continues to follow me or is a sure thing. You sort of veer away at an angle, and you see this thing clearly turns with purpose to move towards you, and you notice that spinning down towards you, it looks like a giant wheel, and you realise it's this ginormous. Viennese swirl <laughs> but in the center like where there's normally like uh just a, a jam filling you can see there's just like dozens of of gawping eyes and mouths poking out between the two biscuit cases all looking ferocious and horrifying and hungry jesus 
and it's spinning towards you at great speed. This thing must be have a diameter of about 10 feet. Now, if I remember rightly from New Year's Reformation, your god powers are based on the number of followers you have, right? Absolutely. So how about we use our current number of Twitter followers <laughs> to represent my yes. to represent my godly powers? That's which very is good. 356. Oh my. Um so I think I'm just going to attempt to smite this thing with my god powers. Nice. I feel like this game might be easier on account of me uh being a god. I mean, any <laughs> of the games is basically <laughs> trivial as soon as you're a god. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to try and use my uh, my vengefulness, my smite to uh, to dispatch it. Is that going to be easy, middle, or or hard? This difficulty? is going to be middle difficulty. Okay, okay. So that is. Uh, I rolled a uh, an eight. An eight. So normally that means some kind of like partial success. I seem to remember we were doing like a tiered success system, right? I think it means, according to this, it means, so zero to six is you fail and you lose a D20 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a seven to nine is a success and you lose and gain zero followers. Uh, and a 10 plus is a success and you gain, um, you gain one D20 followers. That makes sense. So sure enough, you succeed with your eight time. You sort of just lift up a finger and let out a chant as your eyes turn to pure light. And you see this Viennese swirl just seems to split down the middle. And as the two of you are driving towards each other, look like they're about to crash. <laughs> this thing, the jam inside just seems to like rot and fall apart and the two halves oh. f- <laughs> fall away from each other. And sure enough, it cuts apart just at the point where your buggy zooms between the two halves as they both move aside and roll and crash and break and splinter on the ground. Easy work. <laughs> and sure enough... Knife to meet you. <laughs> you zoom onwards and uh, you can see, as you move up to the gates of Colchester, you can see from a bell tower, they're like, someone approaches, open the gates! And you can see that these this giant <laughs> portcullis starts to raise up and as it does so, like a, a large light seems to start emanating from it, and you have to sort of oh, close your eyes to look away. And then when you open up, your buggy has come to rest at what appears to be a starting line of some kind, with all manner of other <laughs> wacky cars here. Okay, I have rolled fourteen. I've rolled band campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled band campaign. So um, yeah, so I've got my buggy. Um, and yeah, I guess we're, I guess I'm in a, I guess I'm in a race scenario here. The buggy rolls up and you can see the announcer saying, and joining us here at the back of the pack here, we have the underdogs of the race for the dice derby today, the Rolling Toms. And you see that your buggy <laughs> also has a load of other Toms on it. Okay. So you're pretty musically gifted. So we'll go Tom Rawson. Tom York. Yep, you've got <laughs> Tom York. Um, I'm not there, unfortunately. I, I, my okay, powers are too great to be on this buggy. <laughs> of, of course. Can I have Tom Waits? Tom Waits, yep, very good. You can have one uh, more Tom. Can I just go as my drummer? It's just a sentient Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. A, a, a living Tom Tom drum. <laughs> Shut up. It's- Stop hitting me, it hurts! In the hand... <laughs> In the hands of Tom Waits, there's just this small circular drum hey, with sh- shut up, eyes and a mouth, Beauty and the Beast style, like, we're going to crush him, Tom. And sure enough, you see Tom Waits in the seat behind you with a little um, like driving helmet on and goggles, sort of grabs by the shoulder and goes, we got this, Tom. Uh, yeah, sure thing, Tom Waits. I How like you do? my Toms <laughs> with a little drop of poison. And in front of you, you see sort of uh, leaning up as well. He goes, Well, we better be real careful here, Tom. I was And you can't really distinguish what he's saying. Sorry, Tom. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this race underway. Uh, the two cars immediately in front appear to be... You see, firstly, what appears to be just like a, a, a long centipede basically uh stretched at the size of a car and mounted atop it in all these various saddles these sort of squid-like monsters who are looking back at you and sort of squinting their eyes 
<laughs> and in front of them, you can see at the front of the pack is it's what seems to just be a giant peach and sort of peering out the top of it and like a little manhole that's carved in seems to be all manner of hilarious other giant insects all peering out and looking at you mm, very insect heavier race today yes yeah, so i had to think on the spot and all i could think was bugs apparently <laughs> more like lice derby or oh very good no. um and I think you'll think. I think you make this pun to you, and suddenly, like you hear that a starting gun, and Tom <laughs> oh, waits. Well, and goes, "Hit it, man!" <laughs> sure enough, I I, I hit it. Uh, handing a guitar at the same time to a uh, to to Tom York. I'm like, <laughs> Tom, Tom, you're our drums. Tom York, are oh, you're a lead guitarist? <laughs> Tom waits. You're the lead vocalist. I guess I'm on rhythm guitar. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's driving this thing, man? We all are with the power of music. Sure enough, I think as you say that, you sort of strum your guitar and like a <laughs> giant speaker that you've just read on the back of the buggy so it emanates sound so loud that it actually forces your buggy forward. And you see Tom York is like, I excel at making noise. <laughs> and he just it's like bizarre high-pitched arpeggio uh, and you're blasting forward. Wonderful. Okay, so for my group, I guess I can choose a dice for, for each of them. I can't remember the exact ba- band campaign Oh, mechanics, I can remember so. so little a band campaign, except that it in <laughs> some way involved having to make patterns with your dice, right? Which was quite a cool okay. idea, looking back. It was a very cool yeah. idea. Do we only get one dice, or do we get two dice per character? Oh, I oh, it's definitely two dice per character. I at least have that in my very, very weak notes. Okay, uh, I will say that I will take... I don't know, 2d6s, 2d8s, and 2d4s across the people I have, um, and 2d20s. I think that's right. So 2d4s, 2d6s, 2d8s, and 2d20s. Nice. That will be my my dice pool. Yeah, and I still Uh, remember it's like you have to get over a certain number, right, with, like, the vocalist. You have to get a certain, like, even, I think all even numbers with the drummer. Is that right? So in my in my in my yeah in my in my limited notes I have drummer needs even yeah lead guitar needs uh, two top rolls on dice oh uh, yes so to have at least two top rolls for a hit and then everyone after that counts as a hit vocalist needs greater than fifteen multiples of five yeah uh, I guess it's for higher things that makes sense and then I've got rhythm guitar needs. And I just have a big blank spot. Oh, I don't even have rhythm guitar on my list. <laughs> maybe it wasn't a thing. Maybe I don't think it was. We I think it was just the three about drum guitar vocals. Yeah. Good. I will. In that case, Tom Snowden, useless musician that he is, will focus on driving. Whilst my <laughs> musicians, my new, my newly made York Waits and Tom Tom band will, uh, <laughs> Tom Tom and the Tom Tom will attempt to make. <laughs> they are. Uh, they they will attempt to make a racket. So. Uh, I guess they will first attempt to just, you know, fucking let rip so powerfully that we're given a boost of speed. Fantastic. Sure enough, they'll drum out, see, make your roll, see if you can successfully play this track. Okay, so the vocals are good. Uh, I have two even numbers there. So That's the drummer uh, So drummer is good. Uh, do I have any... I don't have any max rolls. Row. So my guitar is terrible. Sure enough, he's, I, Tom York is struggling. I think the issue is he's he's playing the guitar competently, but he's decided to just ignore what the other two are playing. You see, he's just in some like I'm taking this band own, to strange new places, man. Playing his own crazy fucking time signature. Yeah, he's actually pulled out just, like um, a bow as well, and he's playing the like a violin bow, and he's playing the electric guitar instead with the bow, very sort of Sigaros style, and it's just not matching at all. And it's like syncopated rhythm or something he's exactly, gone with as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but I think I get a total of uh, two, three, uh, four hits if I add up all of the numbers into into vocals. So Tom Waits is doing is making up some of the damage. Uh, I don't know if four hits is enough. Uh, it's going to be enough, certainly, to you blast forward and essentially the noise is so great like the, the sonic vibration even though it's a bit of a cacophony you can see that the centipede the giant centipede is clearly like affected by these noises and it seems to, like mm. sh- wiggle and shrivel up you can see the screamer like it's like it starts bucking and sort of convulsing and it just flips over as you race past it um 
the giant peach driver has just seemed to started rolling and it's picked up quite a lot of speed and you're like you're pulling out close behind it but you're not quite oh, there yet um they're going downhill yes um. <laughs> exactly <sighs> i think you're gonna need one more song check Tom Waits, I think he says, we're going to have to give him one last go, Tom. What do you say, Tom, Tom? Ooh, let's do it, Tom Waits. <laughs> says Tom, Tom, the magic talking, Tom, Tom. Tom Waits for no man. <laughs> I, I yell out as I try to accelerate the vehicle. Um, so they, they start up with, uh, yeah, rolling down the hill, going to eat a lot of peaches. Uh, and as we as we, we plough down the hill, uh, uh, you know, hopefully the threat of us being about to eat the peaches um will uh will uh somehow i don't know menace them off the road <laughs> um, all right wrong. i need all uh, three to pass for this tom oh well i've got one max okay um i've got two maxes fantastic i've got two evens here yeah now the question is does my remaining roll add up to more than 15 and it does add up to 17. Fantastic. So I get a hit on all of them. Sure enough, the song sounds great. And really, you know, I mean, this is kind of one of those dream acts, right? You know, Tom York, Tom Waits, and Tom Tom, the magic Tom Tom. <laughs> this is the kind of act that, you know, you dream of to be able to see live on stage. And it, it's as good as you think that would be from how it sounds. Uh, the sound is phenomenal, and you feel the buggy pretty much lift up off the ground as you soar past this peach as you go past (laughs) fuck you peaches come from a car they were put there by a man (laughs) i say as i as i give it the finger you can see tom waits just like puts his cigarette out on the peach as you pass by it as well and then lights (laughs) up another one at the same time uh and you soar past the finish line just taking first place Uh, Shove your congratulations. The bottles of champagne have popped everywhere. You, Tom, Tom, and Tom, Tom are dancing around. Like, we did it. We did it. Um, Hooray. Well done, Tom York. And you accept your gold medal. And, uh, you know, you've had a few drinks. The party's going on to the evening. And then uh, you're sort of invited back into the backstage. And there's a door you go through. And you head on through. And before you know it, you're in somewhere completely different as the door shuts behind you. It's like the, the roar of the crowd disappears. And you're somewhere very different. Okay. Well, I've rolled uh, game 20, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. You appear to be, Tom, in some kind of giant hedge maze. Interesting. I don't even know, knee-jerk, what, what game this would be. No, I'm not sure you would. Okay. Well, I will uh, roll to see what my superpowers are, I guess, um, as a as a newly-fledged superhero oh yes that reminds me of the great time when your superpower had seahorse powers to ingest criminals and then rebirth them as children free of sin (laughs) well let's see if i get that again so d10 first my superpower is i have super ventriloquism nice uh my weakness is i um render electronics unusable okay uh, and my the thing I'm trying to protect is that once again I'm wanted for crime. Oh, interesting. I've not committed many crimes. I'm a pretty pretty law-abiding guy. You voice this aloud to <laughs> nobody as it sort of seems to echo around this, this hedge maze. Also, what kind of door goes from a party into a hedge yeah, maze? Yeah, it looks like there's just a door that's like built into the hedge and you open it up again, and it's just hedge behind it. Oh <sighs> well. Left hand rule, I say as I start heading down. Give my left hand to the hedge. I uh, can I use my super ventriloquism power to try and cast my voice outside of the maze, saying, "Hello, I appear to be trapped in a maze. (laughs) (laughs) Could anyone help?" Uh, You do this, and I think you just hear like a rustle somewhere off in the distance, as if that garnered some kind of reaction, but it doesn't seem to be necessarily a helpful one yet in any way. Mm. I, I wouldn't know how to direct you towards me anyway. <laughs> like, I'm just a disembodied voice from really far away. Well, Tom, as you continue through the maze, I am now going to draw a card to see what you encounter in the maze. And I'm very annoyed oh. at past me because I keep such bad notes on what happens at any point. Okay. You turn a corner and then as you sort of continue down to this spooky maze, it seems to get darker and more twisted and cruel you see there's like a a face cut into one of the hedges, almost like a sort of, you know, um, 
what would you call that? Like a hedge statue? Tope, topiary? Topiary? Is that, you know when people in like fancy houses cut like statues out of hedges and stuff? Yeah, I think that's topiary. Yeah, there's one of like a gargoyle of some kind. It comes and goes, oh, a lost traveller in the maze of d- destiny. Maze of destiny? Yeah. It's a bit grandiose. The maze of destiny. <laughs> it said only those true of heart and power and mind can make it to the end of the maze. But be warned, for a, a cruel, cruel being wanders this maze. And I tell you now, it follows you wherever you go. Oh, oh. That's right, Tom. You're in episode 12, Crit Follows. Oh, it, Crit Follows me wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> but you've drawn an ally at this point anyway. Okay, um, well... Thanks, uh, gargoyle friend. That, that that narrows things down a bit. Um, which uh, which way to get out? Well, fortunately for you, I have just the thing you need here. And he hands out like a small palm pilot and goes, "I've got very clear directions <laughs> on how to exit the map on this on this palm pilot. I also oh, have wow, snake yeah, and uh, Tetris." Wow, this is some advanced technology. Thanks, guy. Did you get out from this uh, this maze much? No, or? I picked this up from uh, someone who died here in the year ninety-eight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I tell you what. Have my smartphone to replace it. Oh my! And Chef, as you pull your smartphone out of your pocket, like your hand seems to spark, and uh, and the the screen sort of <laughs> dims and and and. and switches off as you hand it to him he's like oh i will enjoy uh, pouring over this artifact thank you ha- hang on before i touch that palm pilot um perhaps you could uh just tell me like the directions that i could just maybe just draw them on my hand really it's, i have a feeling that it's I, quite i can't it's quite complicated okay um yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have to go with drawing on the hand because I'm pretty certain I'm in Victoria's Secret and I can't touch <laughs> that uh, that their palm pilot. Oh dear, that's that's very unfortunate. <laughs> if I, oh, I feel so silly now. Well, okay. Um, uh, have you got a pen? Uh, yeah, I have. A okay, pen. here we go. <laughs> All right, G- turn right. Uh huh. Then right uh-huh. again. Right. Straight right. on. Uh, uh- I don't know why I'm spying the whole thing. I'll just put the the R, R, S, okay. Then left. Right. The, R, R, S, L. Th- then you're out of the maze. Oh, well, I mean, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty straightforward. Yes, uh, in retrospect, uh, you didn't really need the Palm Pilot. <laughs> I just, I like to barter, you see, and play with my gadgets. Uh, it's quite <laughs> Gadget lonely guy. in this maze, you know, if you wanted to stay and play cards for a while. <laughs> um, I mean, is the monster going to be coming soon? or? Oh, it, it'll follow you constantly and relentlessly. Um, maybe I can come back. Maybe oh. once I've got some distance. Maybe once I've got some distance on it, I'll, I'll swing back and we can play one hand of cards. Right. You see his face falls as if he's heard that a lot of times <laughs> from a lot of people. He's like, yeah, sure, I get it. Just take hey, the I'm palm I'm... pilot and off you go. <laughs> you can keep the palm pilot. I can't even touch it. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. Well, good luck. I hope that uh, Spiky John don't get you. <laughs> S- Spiky John. Spiky that sounds, John. That sounds horrifying. Yep. Um, Better get a wiggle well, on, I guess. <laughs> okay. See you around, Topiri, Topiri Gargoyle. Jason. <laughs> See you around, Jason. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and you continue on and i assume turn right indeed well, let me draw the next card you turn right and you continue on where suddenly you hear like a and emerging from further down you see like a giant cactus man walking down <laughs> it's just like a big cactus with like you know extra extensions for arms and legs and he's, got, he's wearing some like giant cowboy boots on his two legs he's just got like a big cartoonish face in the middle goes another one lost in my maze have you ever um seen uh any pictures of the burry man the burry man it's a it's a uh, English folk tradition. I think it's actually Scottish Scottish folk tradition. I'm just bring it um, up on Google where, now. 
Oh gosh. A guy covers himself once a year in like burrs, in like small kind of seed pods that stick to you. Uh, But just like properly covers himself. Yeah, I'm looking at the images. This is intense. It looks very much like that. (laughs) This This is proper horrifying to look at. (laughs) <laughs> hey man no one said english folk war was uh was charming and delightful <laughs> spiky john sees your friend spiky john's coming for a cuddle <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, uh, he's like fast walking a, towards you what do i think a cactus would be afraid of what's fatal to cactuses nothing they're kind of the <laughs> ultimate life form <laughs> My God, if we they don't need water, and they don't really need much light. I mean, I've got a cactus that I've somehow kept alive for years. Oh my God, he's in, he's in destructible. Not Spiky John. Nothing kills me. I need for nothing. Only death. Oh God! I don't even know. I can throw my voice in such a way as to terrify you. <laughs> I I know that some cactuses in like a is it the the Mojave? We're is not in the, the Mojave, friend. Have been badly damaged by tourists. We're in the maze of so destiny. <laughs> I would like to throw my voice uh, to sound like a crowd of tourists who are likely to try and kick over a cactus <laughs> okay can i hear exactly what it is that you're saying in these voices <laughs> well, i know there's a scout leader who pushed over a bunch of like impressive looking rocks in like some yeah i remember some area that. so uh hey hey kids there's a there's a cactus just right up here just right around the corner be prepared i'm gonna kick it right over <laughs> i'm gonna flip a coin to see if this works or not <laughs> Somehow this works. <laughs> I think what happens instead is Spiky John goes, ooh, ooh, uh, children, eh? <laughs> and he just seems to like walk straight into like the wall of the hedge, like in search for, for a more ripe prey to destroy. You're saying I'm not ripe, Tom? <laughs> I'm saying that you create an even more like defenseless and horrifying, you know, target for Spiky John to no, go right? for. I see how it is. I'm, I'm old. I think Spiky just shriveled yeah. up and not not at all desirable to cacti anymore. <laughs> Fine. Well, I'm going to go right again. Sure. I, I'll jump forward as you, you race ahead, remembering the four directions perfectly to exit the maze. And uh, sure, if the maze exits out um, and you find yourself in what looks like some beautiful rolling hills somewhere in scotland you just emerge from this maze and there's a a, a giant lake nearby and there's also a, a, this massive castle as well uh looming ahead of you um about a kilometer away it's it's very impressive um well i've rolled as i as i head into this place i've rolled uh dance dice revel dice dance revolution nice. that's edition. um so yeah i suddenly feel a, a a spring in my step as i start jigging towards this um this this castle as you reach the front door and you go to sort of open it up it, it swings open and like a an old woman peers out in these sort of emerald green robes and she goes oh a new first year you're you're late to the great hall for sorting you must hurry in immediately oh, professor dinkleball will, will, not, will not wait for you Wow, this is the first time someone's res- mistaken me for a, a child in forever. I'm I'm incredibly flattered. Thank you. Are you are 11 oh. years old, no? <laughs> um, sh- sure, I'd I say, she, stroking, I paw- stroking my beard. She pauses and like pulls the door and says, prove you're 11. <laughs> um, uh, I used to like... Fortnite, but now I like Apex Legends. <laughs> she says a nod knowingly. Yes. <laughs> yes, that checks out. I may be six foot six and have a beard, but uh, nevertheless. In this magical world, I'm sure someone just cast a spell on you. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm uh, an 11 year old trapped in the body of a 33 year old. Oh, there's no doubt that pesky Joko Milfay. He's quite something. Anyway, off you go. 
sure thing, miss. Bye for now. And uh, uh, you hurry on in in the direction. She says, "Are you going to sort of follow the direction she gave you towards the the great hall?" Hmm. Yeah, I guess on my tourism of what little I remember of uh, of Harry Potter, wanting to see the main bits, the uh, the great hall, the main hall would be a good uh, good place to start. Sure enough, you swing open these doors and like everything is silent and you just see like 200 heads turn to look at you of children at these long tables with candles floating on the in the air and at the very end of the hall standing at a lectern is this old man with a long white beard who just goes no 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 it's fine no i wasn't talking at all no come on then what's so important what's so important that you had to disturb tingle moore's opening address i was just telling the children about the horrors of the school and all the things that would almost <laughs> certainly destroy them but no this must be far more important um <laughs> i was just about to give the children the magic words that would turn off the murderous suits of armor but but no apparently this is more important <laughs> Just, just here to check your electricity, Peter. So I won't, won't, won't make any, won't cause any problems. Just need to. Uh, it, it's up there, right? Nice try. You're clearly a, a new first year, an eleven-year-old boy. Come up here to the front right now. <laughs> um, no, no, I just want Come the Scottish up here power. Right now. <laughs> and he sort of gestures his hand oh, and you feel God. something sort of pull, tugged forwards by a, a force as he drags <laughs> upwards. You can see these children pointing and laughing and sniggering at you. Can I attempt to resist with the power of dance? Yes. <laughs> if you can do a good enough if you can do a good enough dance. If I remember rightly, I suppose like you have to like match someone else's dance, right? Yeah, I will commit two D twelves to my my dance for this this manoeuvre. Okay, sure. I think I, I'm I'm gonna roll for Dinglemore's spell as if it were a dance of its own. He's gonna roll two Just remind me what happens again in these games we've made. So I think you have to match whatever <laughs> numbers I roll on my dice. Is that right? Or beat it. Is that it instead? Meet or beat? Uh, I think it's meet or beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um I rolled a sixteen. Oh, I thought it was on each die, isn't it? Or was it total? I can't remember anymore. Oh, I don't remember. Well, I roll an eight, so either way, I'm, I'm sure you've beaten me. Should I? Like, as you're being tugged forward, you just sort of slam your feet down mm. and let out. What, what? Tell me, what sort of dance is that? You tell me what happens. Um, I it it like I, I just sort of like fall out of the thing and originally and f- strike a rigid pose, and then I start going into this robot dance as I slide around the room, and I'm like the greatest magic of all, children, dance. And I try and encourage them into uh, into also doing the robot with me. <laughs> I think, sure enough, like somehow these very young, impressionable minds, they think this is hilarious and they just start getting up as well and dancing along. Dingle's like, no, no, children, stop this. No dancing in the Great Hall. No, no. Actually, knowing their kids, I transition into, uh, into flossing. I think as soon as you do that, all the kids stop and they're like, oh my God, that's so lame. And you're like, what? And they're like... Uh, they're like we don't uh, do that anymore and you what's the what's the new one uh the new one's called the the michelangelo oh no it's uh it's pretty something oh god i'm so out of it i'm so out of touch i'm sorry dinglemore how can i be an 11 year old child if i don't know that the new one's the michelangelo sit down stupid boy <laughs> he sort of just gestures down at one of the long tables Sit down! All right. <laughs> Jeez, you can't talk to me like that, even if I was a kid. <laughs> but fine, I will sit down. He sees, like, strolls, over, strolls over to you with this sort of old manky-looking hat and, and sits on your head. He goes, let's see what, what, what house you're in. And then you can see that it's clearly just a normal hat and he sort of, like, really badly just, like, puts on a voice. goes, <laughs> Go on, what house are you going to sort me into, Tom? <laughs> Not bad. Oh, he, he's in no bad house. And all the children start to laugh and point again. And Diggum was laughing as well. Clearly thinks he's very funny. Um, I would like to do a a mocking dance around around uh, Dinglemore, uh, uh, like like grasp the hat out of his his of his out of his hands, uh, and kind of prance around him, uh, like mocking this old man. 
Okay, we will have a dance-off again. Okay. You can see Dingamore, as, as you sort of Ooh. whiz around him, he's astounded. He, he tries to call on some magics to try and, and slow down your fancy footwork. I did really very well, so... Well, I rolled a nine. I got, I got two tens. Oh! You're dancing, you're just sort of spinning around him, like spinning around those, like, what do you call it when, like, it's always like a little spinning pirouette. Maybe it's just called that, a spinning pirouette. A spinning pirouette sounds pretty good to yeah, me, spinning yeah. spinning around him, and you can see, like, Dingle was trying to keep up. He's like, no, no, stop, stop this, stop this. Oh, 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 oh. You see, he clutches his chest. Oh, God, oh, oh I haven't done, oh, oh. He just sort of keels over, and there's just, like, silence in the hall. It's <sighs> one of the kids like, Chingamo! Children, listen, it's going to take you a long time to come to terms with this, but you've all been... You've all been radicalised by an insane man. <laughs> now, I'm going to call some authorities once I once I get out of this place, and we're going to try and you know get you uh, get you back to your families with a little bit of of deprogramming. I know it's a lot to take in. I know that you probably want to all blast me with your crazy magics right now. Don't do that. The way we designed your magic, they're incredibly dangerous. <laughs> I think just while you're saying this, there's a loud sound of thunder from outside. Like crashing lightning comes past it. You can hear heavy rain start up. And one of the George next says, Oh no, oh no, you've done it now. Professor Dinklemore's mighty magic was the only thing keeping the Dark Lord away. And you can hear the sound mean- of, of doors smashing open as something is clearly making its way towards you at great speed. And the children will start to cower and cry in fear. The Dark Lord, he approaches. Voldegore, hey, hey, buddy. How's it going? The doors swing open. And first we see with like a, a dark hood over, he says, Indeed, it is I, Voldegore. Or to use my human name, Tom Marvolo Rawson. And he pulls back the hood. <laughs> and you see it's me, oh, Tom God. Rawson. <laughs> hey, Tom, how's it going? It's been a... It's been a few weeks since I've seen you. Tom, uh, what are you doing in my crazy Harry Potter world? Uh, there was a door to the uh, the head-to-table verse. Thought I'd come in, check it out, see what it's about. Not this one, man. This one's my world, and I brandish a <laughs> wand. Whoa, whoa, T- Tom, this, this isn't you, man. Like, can we just, you know, maybe eat some some nice food and, and drink some gin and, you know... I shake my head and say, then- mm, Carflifagus! I now need to check uh. what Carflifagus does. <laughs> Tom, there's a, there's a new Until Dawn coming out. Why don't we just... Why don't we just calm down, stay up all night playing that? Wait, is there actually? Yeah. Man, that was so much fun. Me and Tom, when Until See? Dawn came out, we stayed up all Halloween playing Until Dawn. It was so much fun. Yeah, man. See, now you're remembering. I think you can see as you say that, my <laughs> face starts like, I'm like, you're right. What have I done? But the magic is already like sort of slowly leaking out of my wand. Um, <laughs> as you see, there is uh, a, what emerges is a giant mech. Oh, God. I'm like, well, I only have 1d12 of dancing left. I'm like, Tom, you're right. Oh, no, what have I done? We need to beat this thing, Tom. It's a, it's a giant dancing mech, apparently. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to use the robot one more time. If I if I get this right, it, it should try and mimic me. I, I think I can outdance it. If I dance hard enough, it should fall to pieces. All right, this thing's got three D10s. Oh, God. I mean, I only have one D12 left. Oh, well, I hope you win. <laughs> You probably won't. This thing got 22. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did get 10, but um, I start dancing. I'm like, oh, God, who am I kidding? I'm so out of shape. Oh, God. You see, all right, well, <laughs> you're doing this great dance, and the mech just like twists its head to look and then just like raises an arm and fires a rocket at you. <laughs> and it just catches and you like explode in like the, 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 out the wall of this great hall. And your body is lying broken and, and burnt on the floor. And I rush over to you. I'm like, Tom, Tom, speak to me. Oh, God. I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. I, I couldn't dance good enough. Tom? Tom? Yeah, but just, just promise me that when you get a co-host, a, a new co-host, it's someone who's less funny than me. 
I, I will, Tom. I'll get someone really not funny, like Russell Howard or something. That'd be that'd be great. Thanks, man. At least then my my legacy can live on. Oh, Tom. Tom! I scream as I look up to the heavens. And that's right, folks. I'm excited to say that for season two, Russell Howard, <laughs> as seen on BBC's Mock the Week, will be coming to head to table. It's gonna be great. Well, damn, yeah, that's uh, one way to announce my my death and... (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys, I'll stick around. I'm here. And I guess we'll end our playtest there with the death of Tom Snowden on the grounds of Hogwarts. Shit, damn. Well, Tom, that was completely stupid and a great deal of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. It was a whirlwind tour of our... Some of our games yeah, there. Yeah, it's also shown how poorly I remembered some of the rules. Although I'm kind of impressed by how quickly yeah. some of the other bits came <clears> back. Yeah, no, it was an odd. It was not a. Yeah, it was not an amalgamation of various uh, various things. And yeah, you're right. I have forgotten a lot of a lot of rules. But I think that kind of just means it'll be all the more fun to listen back to some of these oh, games definitely. at some point and uh, uh, remember how we how we made exactly. Them. It's been. The best part of this is just having so much fun looking back and thinking about all these games that we've made. And I've really just got to thank everyone for listening as well, for like being a part of that and you know downloading, giving us your thoughts on Twitter. That's really nice. Uh, especially I'd like to give out some big thanks, of course, to first of all, the cast of Critical Bits who have been so like lovely and kind throughout. Like, please Absolutely. do check out their podcast. It's hilarious. Easily like my favourite of the actual plays around. And they're such nice people. And also... We would be mad to not mention the fantastic Larry Conchula. He's been there all the time, Seriously. chucking great game ideas, just being an overall legend. Thanks, Larry. But there's loads of others as well. I mean, Wheel or Woe have been really friendly to oh, us. Wheel another another great, great actual play podcast out there. Um, Board Crafting uh, has been very friendly and very interested in stuff. And uh, I think he's interested in making a, a band campaign inspired game and stuff. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, uh, and yeah, no, it's just been, it's just been amazing to see people uh, engage with our stuff when, when, as and when they <laughs> yeah, have. It's and, crazy uh, that that's happened. Like, I feel like so many of our games are maybe only funny to us or interesting. So it's so lovely when people like pitch and sort of, you know, show that they've like enjoyed an idea it's really really nice so thank you so much everybody and so as we said we're going to take a few weeks off now uh to take a little break and rethink our formats we want to shake up in some way for the next wave of head to table the next season and we still don't really have much of an idea what that's going to be yet so if you have any ideas on sort of you know content that you would like to see please reach out and let us know absolutely yeah we mean we've sort of bounced some ideas around in ourselves uh like sort of different uh different ways of doing this or you know keeping it fresh maybe uh, getting in more guests or doing different things uh, maybe looking at other people's games rather than creating our own but uh yeah there's lots of you know the, there's lots of different options uh, and we're keen to uh to hear other people's thoughts or ideas thank you as always for listening if you have liked what you heard then please tell a friend or leave us a review on itunes or something that's always really nice and thank you of course always to the band call me malcolm for letting us use their music throughout the entire season it's been great absolutely it's been a blast everyone see you next season 